You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands we record this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, as well as the Wanarua and the Gamilaroi people. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane and welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Here are the evening news headlines for Tuesday, July 12. A cruise ship carrying a large number of people infected with COVID-19 has arrived in New South Wales after leaving Brisbane on Sunday. The Coral Princess docked in Eden on the New South Wales south coast and will travel on to Sydney on Wednesday where it will remain for one day before returning to Brisbane. There are currently 118 confirmed cases on board the ship, 114 of whom are crew, after 24 infected passengers disembarked in Brisbane earlier this week. Those who remain on the vessel are isolating, but as there are more than 2,000 people on board, there are concerns that the outbreak could grow significantly. Any passengers disembarking in Eden will need to return a negative rapid antigen test result first and crew will not be allowed to leave the ship. Passengers who go ashore for day tours will also be advised to wear masks. Princess Cruises says it is following COVID-19 safety protocols, which Queensland Chief Health Officer John Gerrard says are adequate. But New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet says he has received advice about the ship's journey, but the situation is still developing. As the parliamentary inquiry into how former New South Wales Deputy Premier John Barillaro was given a top trade job worth half a million dollars continues, some of the evidence will now be referred to New South Wales's Independent Commission Against Corruption. It follows damning evidence from Deputy Secretary of Investment New South Wales Jenny West, who says she was offered the job only to be told one month later that it was instead going to be given to someone else as a present. New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet says the reports are concerning and that there is absolutely no place for the gift of government jobs. Committee Chair and Greens MLC Kate Fairman says the transcript from Monday's hearing will be sent to the corruption watchdog to investigate further. As the clean-up from last week's floods continues in New South Wales, the federal government has announced that disaster payments will be made to people living in a further eight local government areas. It means residents in a total of 37 council areas can now apply for the assistance payments of $1,000 per adult and $400 for each child. Emergency Management Minister Murray Watts says the funding will help to provide for immediate needs, including temporary accommodation, food and clothing, and are exempt from tax and means testing. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says the federal and New South Wales governments are working closely together to support victims of the disaster, and more than 600,000 people affected by the floods have together received in excess of $514 million in payments. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has laid down a gauntlet for all MPs, saying that those who do not support his government's new climate change targets in Parliament will be held accountable. His comments come as a bill is set to be introduced when the 47th Parliament opens later this month that would lock in an emissions reduction target of 43% by 2030. 
In his challenge to other parties to back the climate change legislation, Mr Albanese singled out the Greens, who voted down the former Labour government's carbon pollution reduction scheme in 2009, saying if the Greens party haven't learnt from what they did in 2009, that was something that led to a decade of inaction and delay and denial. Then that will be a matter for them. But Greens leader Adam Bant has hit back at the Prime Minister's remarks, calling the government's climate target weak, saying that they should be aiming a lot higher than a 43% reduction. One of the UK's most successful athletes, Sir Mo Farah, has revealed that he arrived in Britain illegally as a child after having been trafficked from East Africa at the age of nine. The Olympic long-distance runner made the revelation to the BBC, detailing his traumatic childhood growing up in Somalia, where his father was killed, before arriving in the UK, where he was forced to work as a domestic servant. Safara also revealed that his real name is Hussein Abdi Kahin, but he was forced to change it to Mohammed Farah by the people who trafficked him from Djibouti. He says he was saved by athletics when he was finally allowed to go to school at the age of 12, and his teachers realised he had an amazing talent for running. That's your evening news headlines. If you want more from The Quickie, check out today's deep dive on why we need to stop pretending that the pandemic is over as a third wave of COVID-19 is fast approaching.